Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Now on the team. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Well, hey there, and welcome in to another edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper. Thanks again for joining us each and every week right here on the show. Just a reminder, our website is realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf. And, of course, you can download us and find us on many of the different podcaster locations, iHeartRadio and the like. So however you access the show, thank you very much for being with us. And we got a good one for you this week. We're going to welcome in 2003 Masters Champion and Assistant President's Cup Captain Mike Weir. He joins us to talk a little bit about his schedule in the upcoming President's Cup. Also, we'll welcome in America's favorite caddy in hour number one. And on the back nine, hour number two, we head across the pond. Our good friend, the BBC golf correspondent, Ian Carter. His thoughts on, hey, one year from now, it's Ryder Cup action in Wisconsin. We'll get his take on that and possibly some digs, as well as his thoughts on the slow play efforts by the European Tour. Virgil Herring will join us as well. He's a master staffer with Callaway Golf. He's a golf channel instructor and the director of golf at the Ensworth School in Nashville. He's got some seasonal tips for us, also taking on some unique swings on the PGA Tour today and his philosophy that will resonate with you and help you to be a better player. That's all coming up on this week's edition of Real Golf Radio. But the guy stealing the show early in the week, celebrities uh, galore from both sides of the pond. How about Tony Romo, a former quarterback out there shooting two under par and beating the likes of Phil Mickelson by five shots in a round on the PGA Tour at the Safeway Open. It's unbelievable what he's able to do, and uh, will he make the cut, I guess, is the big question. But nonetheless, for one round, Tony Romo with the round of the day at Napa at the Safeway Open at Silverado. We'll get into all of that coming up next here on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things 
like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the T-Box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X, the ball that changed the ball. And don't forget Chrome Soft X with triple track technology is available. And by the way, Bob, I did, I, I do believe I did spot one Bill Murray. Yes, that, that very uh, lovable character in the game of golf playing in the mm-hmm. Alfred Dunhill Links, playing a triple track technology golf ball. Really? I can either confirm nor deny whether it was Chrome Soft X or the Super Soft. Isn't the Super Soft has the triple track on I it think as well? So, so yes. I'm not sure which ball of those two balls he was playing, but I did spy some triple track with old Bill Murray. You got to like that. Yeah. So, anyway, check it out. It's the ball that changed the ball. It's available at CallawayGolf.com. Well, there's a lot to get into, and I guess we have to start with Tony Romo. And the look on Bo Hostler's face after the first round <laughs> as he shook hands with Tony Romo uh, kind of said it all, Bob. 
here's a professional golfer in in uh, Bo Hostler who's doing everything he can to make a living and and uh, play his best golf and to be the best in his sport. And somebody from another sport comes wandering over and beats him by five shots playing together in his own world. It's a PGA Tour event. This is not an exhibition. It's a first round of a PGA Tour tournament. And Bo Hostler wasn't like, hey, Tony, man, would pat on the back. Way to go, man. That's so cool. So cool to be out here playing with you. I'm really proud of you. Way to get, way to have your best round ever. No, he was like, yeah, whatever, dude. And, uh, and, and walked <laughs> away. And this is no slight on Bo Hostler. I, I just think it is interesting that, you know, Phil Mickelson, five back. Uh, after the first round of Tony Romo. Tony goes out there and and basically had a hot putter. He was fifth in strokes gained putting for the round and just lit it up, even only, despite only hitting six fairways out there. But I think it's pretty cool to see Tony go out there. I, th- I think it also shows that, you know, how the, you was Steph Curry earlier in the week than Tony Romo. The, how, the popularity of the game of golf and the competitive juices that it'll pull out of a, an athlete, even if their main sport is is a different one. So I, I love it. I think it's great for the game. Uh, I think the fact that he, you know, is inside the top 30 after the first round, I, all of those things, I think, make it legit that he gets a sponsor's exemption to play. And I think it's good for the game. Well, I think it's definitely good for the game. As far as being able to bring people into the sport, Tony Romo is a guy that's played many Web.com Tour events, tried to qualify for the U.S. Open. Uh, He made five birdies and three bogeys and played a nice round of golf. Now, the interesting thing that is going to need to happen is for Tony Romo to continue that on. And it'll be fun to see just what he's able to do as his career progresses and as he continues to play and try to play PGA Tour events and get sponsors exemptions. Do you think he's going to make a try to make a career out of it? And well, you think, I don't know that you think it's he has enough talent he's, to do he's that. He's still an amateur, right? You know, and and you say that kind of loosely because he's playing in all the celebrity events and winning money there and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him play. It's fun to see what he's able to do. And yeah, putter got hot. It's a good thing. Love it when the putter gets hot. Yeah, well, of course. Everybody loves the putter. So are you, you're you a former professional golfer. You tried to make it out there on tour for a long time. I mean, the guy shoots one good round out there and you say, hey, you know, uh, you, you know, he's getting lots of accolades. Or or is it just, hey, it's fun to see, you know, and, and anyone could go out there and shoot a good round or two? Well, if you're a good player, and which he is, you know, he's a scratch handicap or a plus handicap, you can go out and shoot a really good score and – you know, is this the cap for him as far as shooting a really good score? Or is it just, you know, an, an opportunity for him to to play well? So, um, you know, is is this just a one and done, in other words, is what I'm saying? Yeah, well, we'll find out. Obviously, at the time of this uh, recording, we uh, don't know exactly how he finished on the second round. So we'll see, and we'll talk about that coming up on future shows. But nonetheless, uh, a tremendous effort. Uh, yep. in the first round and uh, hats off to him. I mean, it's not easy to shoot under par on a PGA tour event when you are not a PGA tour player. Well, some guy that is a PGA tour player, although just a shell of himself, Mr. Phil Mickelson debuting skinny Phil is positive. Phil, uh, despite making a nine on the fifth hole in the first round and shooting three over par, he was a hundred percent confident that he would shoot six or seven under par on Friday. He gave it the old Babe Ruth since we're crossing sports here and called his shot for the second round. Um, you know, I don't know if you had a chance to see much of Phil, but you know, he just, he, he, he looked kind of like same old Phil, but he, the difference he, in his mind is his attitude and that his attitude is, is better. 
Well, and he's been working on him on himself physically. Um, also, as you said, his attitude, that kind of thing. It's p- pretty interesting to see what what he's done with his body, um, how he's worked out. Uh, he's been posting videos. Um, he's been doing more fireside chats. It's pretty fun to see what he does and what he's been able to do with uh, with social media, that kind of thing. Um, but but I love I love what he's doing with with his workout regimen and that kind of thing. Get it, getting his body into shape for uh, this coming year because he said you know he's he's running up on fifty here real close and he he needs to be ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean he's got to be ready to. I think he has more goals even before turning fifty. Uh, he's got some things that he wants to accomplish. No question about it. But uh, it is good to see. I love this event by the way. Silverado is a great golf course. It's nice to see. Uh, some of the players, Adam Scott, making his first start here and, and getting off to a good one, had the first round lead. So there's a lot of good things about uh, what's going on there. And the Alfred Downhill Links Cup, too. You know, you look at that one and, and the celebrities that, that go over to play in that event, those three golf courses. It's tough to beat those three golf courses, Bob. No I doubt mean, about Kings, it. Kings, Barnes, Carnoustie, and St. Andrews. We were fortunate in the one trip we've taken in the 20 years we've been doing this show, the one trip across the pond, we got a chance to play all three of those golf courses and Kings Barnes on your birthday. Yeah. Kings Barnes on my birthday. It is a phenomenal golf course right there on the, uh, on the water. Um, the old course we played the day after the championship when tiger won. And then of course, Carnoustie had an opportunity to play with my dad. Yeah. And that was really special indeed. All right. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll get the caddies thoughts on all of this. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're just getting started here on real golf radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CBX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway. And the first week on tour, there's already 27 Jaws MD5 wedges in play at the Safeway Open. Best tour launch ever, according to Dave Neville. And we're talking Mark Leishman, Francesco Molinari, Henrik Stenson, Brandon Grace, among the first to game their Jaws MD5 wedges. What are you waiting for? The most aggressive groove in golf. Spin with teeth. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, caddy joins us every week right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, caddy, what's up? Did I tell you, and this this is a good one. So, Mickelson, um, Mickelson's on the first tee at a tournament, and his brother brother looks at the other caddy and says, "We got Callaway Callaway sixes." And then he leans over and whispers, "And our provisionals are twos." <laughs> One of my favorites ever. And our provisionals are two. And our provisionals are two. That's planning ahead. That's the hey, you know, you got to know your man. Right. Yeah. That's like the time, uh, I remember which caddy it was, but one of the, uh, they were coming off 18 at Riviera and playing number one, having played the back nine first. And Bob, you remember that climb from the green to the tee on one. Oh, yeah. Caddy, the caddy, uh, caddy gave his, his man the driver, and one of the other caddies was going up, and he goes, hands him an extra ball, and he goes, hey, just in case. My man needs a provisional here. <laughs> That's the only way to do it, though. 
You can't give no, it to you your man. Can't you can't give it to your man. No, I mean, no. you got to be prepared. That's one of the greatest caddy planning. I mean, that's impressive. You got, you got yeah, that is that. good. That's good strategy there. Good stuff. Yeah. Hey, so that, that makes me wonder, Caddy, when you uh, when you think about the guys that are playing this week, I noticed Fred Couples and Phil Mickelson in, in the field this week. And, I, you know, two of the more likable guys, I mean, fan favorite players on the PGA Tour. And I know that Steph Curry's getting a lot of attention. Tony Romo's getting a lot of attention. But if you were to play a pro-am, would you rather play with Phil Mickelson or Fred Couples? And I guess maybe to – help answer that for our listeners. What would it be like playing in a pro-am with each one of those guys? Well, Phil would be, you're, you're guaranteed to hear things that you've never thought of before. (laughs) Uh, And whether they'll be remotely true or accurate is irrelevant because they'll be entertaining. You're going to hear economic theories. You're going to hear theories about sports. You're going to hear things about physics that you never knew existed and probably don't exist. Um, it's just going to be lots of entertainment. Lots of entertainment. With and Phil. all you'd have to do is just ask him because he knows. You wouldn't have to even ask him. You might not. You might You might just get, get, get going, you know. And yeah. uh, couples probably, you know, it's hit or miss on whether he might have conversations with you uh, freely during the round. Most likely he won't unless he thinks you're pretty cool. And then, you know, he, you're pretty privileged if he, if he, if he lets you in the little gate and lets you in his little world. Uh, but gosh, I mean, just for watching someone swing a golf club up close and right there, you, Gosh, if you like watching somebody swing a golf club in just a, a beautiful way, you want to you want to watch couples all day. That's a work of art. I mean, geez, there's only a few guys who have have golf swings like that. Yeah, just kind of uh, silky, kind of smooth tempo, right? Uh, yeah. That's what you think about. I mean, it's like it's like playing with Sam Snead or something. It's, there's not many of those fish in the sea. So that's uh and, and plus, I think you know, you're going to probably think you're pretty cool by the end of the round because Fred Couples is the coolest person who's ever walked the planet. And it's got to rub <laughs> off on you now, right? I guarantee at the end of the round, by the, when you go to step up to hit your one of your last shots on the 18th hole, you are tugging at that this sleeve you know, on, on your shoulder. I guarantee it. Got the right arm up in the air. You're, yep. doing, you're doing Fred Couples without even realizing it, right? You're... <laughs> You know, you're doing the Freddy stuff without even thinking about it. It just kind of looks <laughs> over and affects everybody and washes over you. You probably took your socks off, too, and you're going just just golf shoes, no socks. There you go. Yeah. I could never do that, by the way. I'm definitely a sock guy with my shoes. I can't go no socks playing golf. I can't either. Not a chance. Freddy does it all the time. No socks at all, not nope. even the pets. No, no socks. You know, I he's not wearing no CMs. No, not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to play golf. I'm going to play golf with the guy I'm caddying for one time, and we my car, and we it's ninety some degrees. It's pretty hot. And we get out of the car, and he throws his tennis shoes 
puts on the golf shoes and throws his tennis shoes in the front passenger area. And I said, whoa, 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 you, you can't put your tennis shoes in there. I mean, at least put them in the trunk. It's going to be 90-something to, today. That, <laughs> I'll never get the smell of the car. He looks right at me dead serious and goes, no, you don't understand. My, 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 my shoes don't smell. <laughs> he goes, my, my, feet, my feet don't smell at all. There, there's no odor. I said, no, no, no. There's no human being whose shoes don't smell. He goes, <laughs> He goes, pick up my shoe and smell it. I go, no, I'm not going to pick up your shoe and smell it, but your shoe smells. And he goes, no, it doesn't. And so he's like, trust me on this. So, okay, I'll take a chance. Come back in the car. You'd never know there were shoes in there all day. Wow. He didn't smell. So Did he have some type of insole in there, some charcoal insole or something that had uh, some really good smell no. to it? No, it just his feet did not emit an odor. It was the weirdest thing. So I guess you can say his don't think instead of something else. Mm, right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see if I got something for that. Uh, yeah. No, nope, that's not it. Let's see. No, it was, there it is. There, it there is. you go. <laughs> All right, a little rim shot for you. <laughs> What's it like batting for that guy? Well, let me tell you what, his shoes don't stink. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done with that. Just had to have some fun. The things that you learn, you probably learn a little bit too much about some of the guys that you caddy for, right? How many caddy? How many guys did you caddy for in your career? There's a famous line, and that is, "No man is a hero to his valet." That's the famous <laughs> old line. Mm. Yeah, very true. Mm. You, yeah, you, you learn that. You, one thing you learn when you get out there at first, you see the guys who you idolize or really admired on TV and, and, and I mean Bob you've been around plenty of them you, you know that the more you get around them and the more you learn about them the more you realize that they're either just normal people who have abnormal talents or yeah they got a lot of problems too yeah <laughs> they get a lot of stuff there it, it it so if you really if you really hold up somebody on a pedestal you don't want to get to know them too well mm. that's a big one don't if you want to keep them there don't don't get to know them because they won't be there very long once you get to know them. You know, you were just saying something about getting to know people on tour, and I can remember I was caddying for my dad one year at the Bob Hope Desert Classic, and we got to one of the par threes, and I can't remember what course we were playing, but there was like a two-group uh, a two group wait, and so we were sitting there. Jack was playing right in front of us, Jack Nicholas, and with his with his group and that kind of thing. So we were sitting there, and he's just, you know, he's just talking having a great time with his amateurs and, and us and, and all that kind of stuff. And it was, it was like, as soon as the green cleared, it was like a light switch went on and he immediately went right into this mode of focused mode of, of being a professional golfer. He teed the ball up and hit it on the green, probably about six or eight feet from the hole. And, and uh, you know, he ended up making birdie and that kind of thing. But it's, it was pretty amazing to me to see, like you said, how, how these guys can be so normal and yet they have such an abnormal talent. So Tiger Woods, maybe first year, maybe second year playing as a professional, he's playing in the Thailand Open. And I don't know if you remember this, but he had finished with a 65, something like that. Right. And and Ernie Els, he actually had a one-shot lead now, and Ernie Els had to birdie the last hole to catch him. And he, they've got the they've got 
cameras on him in the dining area or wherever he was. And he's just sitting there watching. And Ernie makes the putt. When that, as soon as that putt went in, which means playoff, Tiger grabbed his hat and put it on, and his entire face changed to Terminator mode immediately. It's like <laughs> it's like he just got his orders from the CIA to go take care of business. It was dun 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 dun. Just what Mich- you're talking about with Nicholas. It, it's like a it's like a switch a switch just flipped, and the yep. guy just went immediately into warrior mode. It was so you could just see it on his face. We've it's seen like, that, Bob. Yeah, we have. Business time. Boom. Let's go. Business time. And he just he just got up and walked out of there really fast. And I'm like, oh, I wonder who's going to win this playoff. Yeah. Bob and I had a chance. We've told this story before. It's a good one, though, for a twenty in our 20th year here. But we had a chance to sit in the champion's locker room with Tiger and Billy Casper. Billy took us. Bob's dad took us in there. It's just the four of us. And Tiger's getting ready to go out for a Saturday afternoon round at Augusta. And we were just, of course, I can't help myself. I, I just have to talk to him. And this is back in 2005, the year he, <laughs> the last time he won. So this is a long time ago. And he was still kind of untouchable at that point in time, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm talking with him from across the table and we're visiting and he's just answering questions like, you know, no big deal. Like anyone would talk. And then I asked him about the knee surgery. He'd had that knee surgery unexpectedly. Nobody knew he was going to have the knee surgery and he came, comes right off a of knee surgery and wins at Torrey Pines and all this stuff. And I said, you know, how do you, how, how does nobody know? You know I mean? How could you go the whole time without, you know, anybody knowing? And he, that, that look changed. Remember Bob yep. right then he just went from a casual conversation to he, he changed and he honed in and he looked like right through my soul, maybe peering <laughs> through the back of my skull or something with these eyes that just were like a killer. And, and he said, never let your competition know you're hurt to hell with them. And I was just like, I, I think I peed myself Whoa. a little bit for a minute there. And, and then he went and then it like went back away and he just sat back and was just talking and watching TV and like it was nothing. But that I that we saw the switch right there with Tiger. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty neat. That's neat the guys who can who can do that and uh it's the focus, right, Bob? Jack yep. man, nobody had nobody had a focus like Jack, but but maybe Tiger did. Tiger definitely had one. Yeah, no that's, doubt about it. Jack's focus was, was crazy though, wasn't it? Bob, I mean, just well, wow. You know, he never, he never pit, never missed a putt that he had to make. You know, mm, um, yeah. at least that's what it seemed like. And uh, and there were there were a lot of big ones that he made. So I think the first putt Tiger, I think the first putt Tiger ever missed, ever missed that he had to make was that one when he hit it in there for eagle on fifteen at the Masters the year Schwartz won. He had about a six footer, and you're like, "Here we go," and he missed it. And I think that's the first one I remember. So, how many years was that? That was a long time until yep. he missed the really had to make. You, um, I guess that makes that's more relevant for a major championship. The one I remember was the putt to uh, extend the match with Nico Hearn in Tucson at the match play, and and he missed it. It was about a seven eight footer, 
And uh, but yeah, that was that, yeah yeah. I think I think we could all probably say that was the first putt. You know, whatever we remember, what we think was the first putt Tiger ever missed that he had to make, and he probably missed a ton. It just seems like and the same thing with Jordan. You know, I mean, all the greats they miss more shots than they than they make, but you just tend to remember the ones that were spectacular that they had to make and they made them. So interesting. But I. I... A, a putt against Nick O'Hearn is a practice round compared to what we're talking about. It's 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 a we're talking clutch putts that you have to make. I, I'm incredibly impressed that you remembered he missed the putt against Nick O'Hearn in in what, what the second round of the match play or something. Yeah, first round. Yeah, it might have oh. been the first round. <laughs> Probably because he used to always lose the first round in the match play, right? So. Yeah, or either yeah. win eight and eight, nine and nine and eight, or something like that. You know, the other thing I remember about that putt is afterwards he said that he was so focused on the line he didn't he failed to notice there was a ball mark in his line. And I remember thinking, that's such bull. How can you not notice if there's a ball <laughs> mark in your line? You're staring down the line. How would you not notice there's a ball mark? Anyway, that's what he claimed that, that caused it. He hit a perfect putt, but he didn't see the ball mark. And I was like, okay, they chalked that one up to another one of those uh, repertoire of alibis that Billy that's, Casper always that, talked about. That's what my dad used right. to say. You got to have a repertoire of alibis. It's never your fault. Never your fault. Yeah. How about, I still think that the best match play one ever, never to be equaled, was was the complete dismantling of Stephen Ames. Oh, that's the one I was referring to. Yeah, that was spectacular. What, what was Stephen Ames' quote before before the match? <laughs> before they played, something like, "I'm not afraid of this guy," or well, he made some comment. He was basically saying that Tiger really can't get away with hitting it crooked on this golf course. And so Tiger proceeded to be something like nine under through the first eleven holes. I think <laughs> it, was, it was something like. I mean, he was if he wasn't that, he was close to that. Yeah. And so he just. I mean, he just terminated him basically. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know the best. Part, you know the best part about it was Tiger never uttered a word about any of it. Don't have to. No, he didn't. Didn't have to. Don't have to, man. Oh. He laid it down on the scoreboard. That's enough said, right? Just to shake hands and you know let you go walk in your shame. Well, unfortunately, we're out of time. That was uh, that was a really fun conversation. As always, thanks, Caddy. Thank you, gentlemen. There you go. Thanks, That's the bud. Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Hmm. You just never know. Sometimes that was a good one. All right, short break. More Real Golf Radio continues next. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. 
The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Really uh, excited to have our next guest joining us once again. He's a good friend of ours, good friend of the show. You might remember him as the 2003 Masters champion. Oh, yeah, he's done a few other things besides that. But most notably, and, of course, he's an assistant captain for the upcoming President's Cup. He's Mike Weir and joining us right now. Hey, where is he? How are you, man? Hey, BT. Bob, good to be with you guys. Yeah, man. Good to uh, have you on the show again. Always good to talk some golf with you. And, um, you know, first of all, President's Cup is uh, it's counting down, right? I mean, being late in in uh, in the years, you know, generally speaking, we're, we're looking at December, but uh, it's not that far away. It's uh, the weather here in Utah starting to remind us that December's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We've been uh, we've been on a group chat, all the captains and, you know, talking about how fast it's closing in. And, you know, Ernie has some some tough picks here coming up, uh, you know, beginning in November is when, when the picks will be made, the last four picks. So all those little milestones uh, are heading right towards uh, December and, and Melbourne. So not too far away. What is your, uh, from a preparation standpoint, from a player standpoint, I don't know you're not competing on the team, but is it is it kind of disruptive that it's, you know, sort of all the season was wrapped up and all the push for the FedEx Cup and, and yet here the President's Cup still three months away? Or is that a welcomed break uh, and give you a chance to for the players to recharge before they tackle that one? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think, uh, yeah, maybe the players could probably answer that better than me. But I, I think uh, 
twofold, you know, because of the Australian season and the Australian Open and Aussie PGA with the event being down there, I see why they, you know, moved it, moved it to December. Um, it's kind of twofold, you know, the, the guys that maybe were playing well in September, you know, you know, the, they're looking, the guys that didn't make the team that were maybe just on the outside looking in, but maybe playing well, you know, maybe they could, could feel like maybe they lost some momentum whereas guys maybe, you know, maybe further back or they're, they can also look at it as an opportunity to, to really play well in the fall series and then the Asian swing that they're going to now and really try to impress Ernie uh, late here going in. So it's kind of, I think players probably have uh, different perspectives on that, but at the same time, they've known for a long time this is what, what it was going to be. And, um, you know, now, right now for the guys trying to make the team, you know, it's, it's key for them to, really show the captain that they're, they're playing well and want to be on the team and that they're in good form heading into uh, the President's Cup. So, Mike, as as one of the vice captains, uh, we understand, you know, Ernie's the guy who calls the, sh- calls the shots and that kind of thing. As one of the vice captains, what is your role as a vice captain um, to, to help him and help the team? Well, I think, you know, for uh, – you know, for us is, is to be a sounding board for Ernie, to be eyes uh, with Ernie and, and provide feedback. You know, I've had a chance to play in a few PGA Tour events I've played in. I've played some practice rounds with guys. I've played some tournament rounds with some players, potential players. The last tournament I played, I played with Sun J.M., and he was the, the rookie of the year this year and just lost in the playoffs. So he's really showing uh, the captain some good things. So, um, you know, those kind of things to provide feedback for Ernie. Um, when it comes time to the tournament, um, I mean, I, our job really is to clear the path for the players, you know, take care of all their tickets, you know, everything they need so they can just focus on golf. And I think for myself, you know, playing in a number of them and, and being part of, uh, you know, quite a few of the president's cups now, I think, you know, just being a sounding board, uh, especially for the rookies, uh, new players on the team, you know, try to, you know, calm them down, put your arm around them when they're going to the first tee when the, there's all this noise. It's, it's a totally different experience than a regular PGA Tour event. And to make them feel comfortable and confident. You know, we want our team to be gritty and competitive and, and, and ready to rise to the occasion. So, um, you know, whatever, you know, Trevor and Jeff and KJ and myself can, can bring from that perspective that we've been there and, and try to get the guys ready for that mode. Because, you know, match play golf is quite different than stroke play and every shot more magnified and, you know, a key par putt here and there, a chip in. It's amazing how these little small things change the momentum as we just saw on the Solheim Cup. Just small little things can just turn the tide so often. And I've been on both sides of that. You know, I've, I've done some things where I've changed the momentum in our favor and I've missed a putt here and there that, you know, split it to the, to the U.S.'s side. So you, you know that there's critical shots all the time, every day and every match. So prepare the guys mentally, I think, is probably the biggest thing that, that the assistants can do uh, for the team. Mike, we're joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I, I really don't like this term, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Is this is this a must win? I, I use air quotes. Is this a must win for the international team in this in this competition? Do you guys look at it like that at all? Um, we haven't really talked about a must win. You know, I know um, from the outside looking in, it, it feels like that. Um we believe in our guys. We're confident in our guys. We're confident in our team. And no question that we have um, maybe a slight disadvantage as far as, you know, the U.S. guys play together every year. Our guys are, you know, we're every two years, and we're, we're from all over the world trying to come together for that one week. 
but we use that as a rallying uh, cry, you know, to to come together. And, and Captain Ells has done a great job to, you know, really create that camaraderie early and often this year at certain events. He's met with lots of the players, and, and we've met as groups and, and, and talked. And to get everybody excited and committed and, and, and feeling that, that team atmosphere. Um, and, you know, I don't know if it's a must-win, but we, we sure want to win, that's for sure. And, and the guys are very motivated to win. You know, it's interesting with the Ryder Cup, you know, a lot of the Europeans playing just the European Tour, some of them now branching over more and more over to the PGA Tour and playing full schedules there. But it seems like the international crew, the the guys that uh, that you're going to have on the team and that kind of thing are guys that play the PGA Tour all the time and there's more familiarity. So it's it's more of a kind of a friendly, friendly matches than the than the hostility of the Ryder Cup kind of. Yeah, I think you know. I, I think Team Europe for the for the Ryder Cup, they they see it as maybe uh, the European Tour versus the PGA Tour. So there's maybe a bit more rivalry, and obviously there's the, the history there a little bit more. But it's it's still our our uh, the Presidents Cup is still intense. Uh, everybody wants to win. The competitive fire and, and nature is, is there, no doubt. Um, but guys do know each other a little bit more. I mean, my my first few Presidents Cup, there were some guys. I mean, I had hardly played the Steve Goose, and he was playing mostly on the European Tour in South Africa when he when he, the first team he got got on, and I got paired with him. I didn't know uh, Goose at all, and and other times Rio Ishikawa from Japan made a team. He was playing mostly in Japan, and and some other players um, that 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 happened. Where that's less and less now for the international side. Most of the guys are playing over here. There's the odd guy from that's playing maybe most of his, some of his golf in Asia, and maybe is is on the outside looking into the team, but. Most of our guys, our core guys, you know, 90% of them are playing the PGA Tour. So um, that's a little bit better for camaraderie's sake for our, our side. Well, we'll look forward to seeing how that goes uh, for sure, and we'll be watching. It's always a fun event, no doubt about it. Hey, Mike, uh, what, what about your schedule this fall? What, from a playing standpoint, uh, what is your what are you planning to get into and, and uh, participate as far as a player standpoint? Uh, there's not there's not a whole lot going on. I'm, I'm doing a couple of corporate things. Um, and you know, I was hoping to get possibly get in Houston here um, in the next in in a couple of weeks. Um, but if if that doesn't happen, there's a there's a small event that TaylorMade has at Pebble that I'll play, and I'll play the Australian Open the week before um, the Presidents Cup um, down in Sydney um, before we head over to Melbourne. Outside of that, there's not much. So um, I look to the New Year, January, to play a lot on the Corn Ferry Tour and and some hopefully on the PGA Tour as I lead into that magic number of uh, 50 in May and, uh, and kind of keep my eye on that. I just want to stay competitively sharp. You know, it's, um, if you're not sharp, it's, it's really hard to go out there and, and compete on that, on that champion's tour. So I want to play as much as I can and, and try to be uh, sharp as I can when 50 comes around. It's not possible. 50. It's not possible. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Holy know, mackerel. Crazy. Yeah. You know, know, you know, my dad always used to say, Mike, my dad used to say when he got on the on the senior tour, the champions tour, or uh, PGA champions, um, he used mm. to say, you know, no cuts. He says like walking out in the woods, kicking over a rock and finding money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how many events did your dad win out there? Like twenty something? I, uh, I don't think he won that many. He won, I think he won twelve, fifteen, but he won a couple majors, and yeah. so let me ask you a question mike about uh, about your foundation you just had a big event 
up there in Canada. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your foundation and what you guys are doing to help the physical and emotional and educational needs of children. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, Bob. Yeah, we had um, an event. Uh, my hometown in, in Sarnia, it's a small community, about 70,000 people, and it's just been a real um, – well, I think I think that there's awareness on mental health is, is talked about so much more now, which is great. It used to be people didn't want to talk about that if your child or yourself was, was struggling with something mentally, um, and whether that's anxiety, depression, whatever that might be. But now, you know, it's kind of more open and more uh, – have to talk about it. And, and there's a real problem in my hometown. There's been like, kids, um, lots of suicides, um, far too many than, than what there needs to be at all. There shouldn't be any. And, and kids just don't, in my hometown, they don't have a place to go. And, and if they're, they have to be admitted somewhere, they're admitted in the hospital, you know, we know the hospital sterile environment. And, um, so we, there's this, um, program called Access Open Minds. There's a facility about an hour away from my hometown that's had great success, and we kind of looked at that model, and we knew we wanted to get uh, that that built in my hometown. So we we had a charity golf tournament, and we wanted to create something that was totally different. And uh, we did a par three tournament with food stations out there, and just to have people enjoy and, and talk. And and uh, you know, there's a lot of volunteers that had been affected by mental health in their um, in their lives. And, and it was uh, heartbreaking sometimes to, to listen to these stories, but made me realize how important it is to uh, bring awareness and, and try to get this facility open in my hometown. So we were really proud of the event. We raised $336,000. We have an online uh, matching donation uh, at MikeWeir.com. If you donate on there, my foundation will match. If we get up to $200,000, I'm going to match up from my foundation, match another $200,000 online to try to get this facility open in my hometown. That is awesome. So cool that uh, the golf can do that. I know you and Bob were at Cougar Day at BYU this, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, this last week, and and all that that goes along with that as well. I mean, you, it, golf is cool in the sense that it can bring together, you know, so many people and raise money for these kinds of, of uh, organizations. Yeah, you're right, BT. That's the real cool thing about about golf. And as I get older, you know, you really start to realize how you know, what a great vehicle golf is for so many other things, you know, as professional athletes, sometimes, especially when you're younger, I think you get so focused on the game and trying to pave your way and have this, uh, you know, path and career. But as you get a little older, yeah, you're sure you're still competitive. You want to compete, but there's, you know, things are, things are bigger than just uh, shooting a score. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Mike, we appreciate you taking some time. Sounds like if you got a little bit of an open schedule, it sounds like Bob and I need to find you on the golf course somewhere and uh, get out and, <laughs> Go and play little, lose it. a little bit of our money or something. Let's do it. I'll kick over. I'll kick over some rocks for some money with you guys. Let's yeah, do that. I like, I like what you did there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Well, good times, Mike. As always, we appreciate it, and uh, best of luck in the uh, President's Cup preparations as well. And uh, hope to catch up to you again soon. Yeah, anytime, guys. Thanks. Okay, you got Thanks, it, Mike, Mike. Weir, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Turning fifty, I can't believe that. Yeah, you know, I'm only crazy. four years behind him. That's what uh, that's what the realization is for me as well. But uh, uh, maybe I'm I'll a be... long ways ahead of you. So. <laughs> I know you are. I know you've been kicking rocks for a long time. Mike and I are going to be kicking rocks here pretty quick. So, all right, short break. More real golf continues next. <laughs> 
Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces, and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. And again, this show is sponsored in part by Callaway Golf and the new Jaws MD5 Wedges. Available now. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. The most aggressive groove in golf. Spin it with teeth with the new Jaws MD5 Wedges from Callaway. All right, thanks to Mike Weir who joined us, America's favorite caddy as well. Coming up on the back nine, hour number two, our good friend from the BBC across the pond, Ian Carter, will stop in and give us his take 
on the new European slow play rules, as well as uh, maybe giving us a little dig on the Ryder Cup. It's a year away. Virgil Herring is a master staffer for Callaway Golf. He also is an instructor on Golf Channel and the director of golf at Ellsworth School in Nashville. He's got some great stuff for us, and I think you'll really like his approach to the golf swing. We'll hear from Virgil, Ian, and much more as we continue. Hour number two, the back nine, is next. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Democratic-led House votes on Friday to overturn President Trump's national emergency declaration to build a border wall, sending the legislation to the president who ultimately will veto it. It's the second time that Congress has voted to block the president's plan to divert money from Pentagon funding to build the wall. On Friday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says opening an impeachment inquiry against President Trump is about national security. Republican Senator of Texas Ted Cruz doesn't believe Nancy Pelosi is all in when it comes to impeaching President Trump. I think Nancy understands that impeachment is a train wreck for the Democrats. She has been trying to hold back the hordes. And, and you know, watching her, it almost reminded me of a hostage video. I think she was blinking SOS. Cruz speaking on Fox News also believes the impeachment inquiry against the president is a mistake. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Do you wish you could get better sleep and maybe lose a few pounds? Maybe more than a few pounds? Well, there's this product called Calitrin that helps with both sleep and weight loss. Just listen to what people are saying about it. I've been taking Calitrin for right about three months, and I've lost 24 pounds and 19 overall inches. But my sleep has improved. I have so much more energy, and I have the desire to succeed more than ever. Anyone who needs weight loss, more energy, and better sleep, this product really does deliver. I'm Roger. Uh, Over the three months that I took the product, my sleeping habits uh, are increasingly much better. I got a better night's sleep, and uh, I just can't say enough about the product and how it makes you feel. Also, I uh, additionally lost a little bit of weight on the program as well. Hi, this is Erickson. I take Calitrin for weight loss, and I've lost about 20 pounds, and I feel great. Calitrin is scientifically proven to help with sleep and weight loss safely and effectively. Check it out at TopLoss.com. That's TopLoss.com. A House panel is looking into election security. Former NSA official Deborah Plunkett issues a warning about potential threats to the American electoral process. Intelligence leaders warn of ongoing and escalating interference attempts by multiple foreign actors who view our 2020 elections as an opportunity to advance their interests. Republicans on the Judiciary Committee were quick to point out that Russia's interference in the 2016 election was under former President Barack Obama. Some movie theaters across the country are taking precautions as a new movie hits the big screen. With the details, here's USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes. Two movie theater chains releasing new policies that will ban masks and face paint at screenings of the new movie Joker. Landmark theaters and AMC saying they won't permit masks or face paint as they're concerned the Joker movie may inspire violence like the Colorado theater shooting of 2012. And you're listening to USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. 
As weekly protests continue in Hong Kong, Hong Kong's top politician, Carrie Lam, told residents on Thursday that her government has the biggest responsibility to end protests that have crippled the administrative region. Public unrest in Hong Kong is in its 17th week. And a lot of people would argue it's because those people in Hong Kong are looking for their own liberty. Darren Esimoglo is a professor at MIT. He's also the author of a new book titled The Narrow Corridor, States, Societies, and the Fate of Liberty. We discuss what these Hong Kong protests mean to the people of Hong Kong. Hong Kong protests are great because not only do we see people really risking life and limb to actively participate in politics and defend their liberty, their future liberty, but you're also seeing that this demand is universal. You know, you hear that so often that in China, people don't want liberty, they want order. But the Hong Kong people have exactly the same culture. They have the same education, the same language, the same sort of history as mainline China. And you see that just about five decades of very different political evolution and the whole demand for liberty has flourished so strongly. So it shows how universal it is, and it shows that people are going to seek it when the means of doing so are available to them. For more news, please remember you can always find us online at usaradio.com or on Facebook at USA Radio. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey there, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. For those of you that missed hour number one, be sure to get to our website at realgolfradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Golf or hit us up on any of the podcaster sites. You can download and listen to hour number one or the individual interviews. America's favorite caddy, he was very entertaining. Also, uh, Mike Weir, the 2003 Masters champion and assistant captain. To Ernie Els for the upcoming President's Cup joined us in hour number one. Again, those interviews available for you to download at your convenience. Still to come here on the back nine, hour number two, our good friend from the BBC, Ian Carter, will join us and maybe talk a little Ryder Cup, talk about European Tour's slow play initiative as well, the four points on that one. Also, we'll get into a little teaching segment and our Callaway 
Pro Spotlight with Callaway Master Staffer and Golf Channel Instructor Virgil Herring. He'll join us from Nashville. And I'll tell you what, uh, Virgil has some great philosophies. Really excited to have him coming up here on the show. And as we mentioned, uh, a lot going on from Napa to Pebble Beach on the west coast of California, all the way to Scotland where they're playing at the uh, Alfred uh, Lynx Dunhill Cup there. A really fun time uh, being had there at Kings Barnes. St. Andrews, the old course, and uh, Carnoustie. Just a great rotation. The ladies are playing inside the track in Indianapolis at the Indy 500. Really, really cool stuff, Bob. If you had to pick one of them, where are you going this weekend? Pebble, Napa, Indianapolis, or Scotland? I'm going Scotland all the way. Even though you're wearing rain gear most of the time. Well, and that's okay. Those three golf courses are phenomenal. Uh, St. Andrews. Kings Barnes and Carnoustie, no doubt about it. It'd be Scotland. I don't care about the the, the cool weather. It's fine. I'm going Scotland because it's because of the golf, or because you don't normally have the opportunity to go over there. Is it the I uniqueness? Think of I think it? it's a little of both. Okay, all right. I think it's a little of both because because the golf courses, no doubt about it. But yeah. You don't so, have a lot of opportunity to go over there and play those golf courses. So given the two, if you were to go have a trip to Monterey or to St. Andrews, you're choosing St. Andrews. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I said. Like the PGA Tour champions are at Pebble Beach. So yeah. if, let's say you were going to play Pebble Spy and, I don't know, let's just throw in a little course next door, Cypress Point. Or you want to go play the old course, Carnoustie and Kings Barnes. What you going? I'd go to the West Coast. Ah, okay, there you go. There it is. Have played cypress point so i'd like to do that one. that was the kicker all right sounds good all right we'll talk about this and much more a little Ryder cup talk a little phil mickelson yeah we'll we'll get into all next right here hour number two of real golf radio you love crushing the long ball well so do the pros that's why they play callaway and that's why callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things, like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your Epic Flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra-low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. 
because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name. Some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, Consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. And this segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf. And according to Dave Neville, their best tour launch ever for their new wedges. The Jaws MD5 wedges, 27 already in play at the Safeway Open this week, including the likes of Mark Leishman, Francesco Molinari, Henrik Stenson, Brandon Grace, and others amongst the first to game the new Jaws MD5 wedges. Spin with teeth, the most aggressive groove in golf, the new Jaws MD5 wedges from Callaway and CallawayGolf.com. And thanks for joining us. Thanks for being with us. Speaking of Twitter, uh, our good friend Adam Shupak, who's back writing for Golf Week magazine, by the way, which mm-hmm. is great to see, posted a picture of some of the champions there at Silverado Golf Course, and uh, one of those names on there was Billy Casper back, I believe, in 1971 when he won that event. And he won multiple times there at Silverado, but I tweeted out that on our Real Golf Radio account, at Real Golf, I spy Billy Casper, and our good friend Harry Arnett liked it, and Silverado liked it and commented, one of the greatest, yep. which, of course... Your dad was. Yeah, my dad won the Kaiser Invitational there in 1971, and then he also won, I think it was in 87 or 89, he won the Transamerica on the PGA Tour Champions. So Silverado was a golf course that he enjoyed playing, he enjoyed competing on, and a two-time champion there. You know what's interesting, in in all the years we've been doing this show, we'll go to a, a, a golf tournament or we'll look at past champions. And it's not uncommon that your dad is, <laughs> has won there multiple times. But yeah. look, if you won 51 times in your career, it's likely that you are getting multiple wins on multiple, obviously multiple wins on multiple courses, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah. Really, pretty really fun cool. to, pretty fun to see. I remember the first time I went to, um, Fort Worth, the caddy for a good friend of mine, Keith Clearwater at, uh, um, Colonial? Colonial, yeah. And they have that wall of champions there on the right-hand side of the first tee. And I looked over and saw my dad on there a couple times. It's pretty pretty neat. Yeah, super cool. We look at him every time we go to Torrey Pines there as well Yep. Uh, as you walk by the putting green. All right, let's talk about another guy, another San Diegan uh, following in the footsteps of Billy Casper, and that's Phil Mickelson. He's off to uh, his debut, and it wasn't a great start for him. He made a nine on a par five. That fifth hole at Silverado's got him two years in a row with four balls out of bounds in two years on that hole, which is pretty remarkable. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I guess that's one of those things maybe just gets in your head and you move on. But, uh, you know, when you look at Phil's stats from last year, he won at Pebble Beach. 
And I just couldn't help but think, oh my gosh, the irony of Phil Mickelson winning on the U.S. Open venue, but not during the U.S. Open. (laughs) And that's exactly how it played out. But nonetheless, a great win for Phil at Pebble Beach. After that, Bobby tied for 18th at Augusta. That was his only top 25 following. So since February, he's had one top 25. Here we are in, you know, approaching October. And he's had one top 25 since February. And that was at Augusta back in April. So not good uh, performances by Phil Mickelson. And, and you start looking at some of his stats and it's just like, well, what do you say? Strokes gain T to green 143rd on tour strokes gain total 157th strokes gain putting 139th. I mean, there's really nothing to point to that would suggest that Phil had something to hang his hat on. You know, we'd mentioned Tony Romo in hour number one, fifth in strokes gain for the first round goes out and shoots 200 par. He was pretty much horrible everywhere else, but at least he wrote a hot putter. Phil doesn't really have anything to ride here, and I think his attitude was was that, that was all playing into the, the challenge he was having with his attitude, which is why he did the hard reset right before the Open Championship. And his comments continue this week to be nothing but positive, and you just sort of hope for his sake that his game catches up to the positivity, huh? Yeah, no doubt. The thing about uh, Phil Mickelson is I think he's at the point in his career where he can rise to the occasion um, in certain events but it's going to be tough for him to continue that on and make a steady diet of it, especially on the PGA tour. Now, as he gets to the point where he's 50 and stuff, you got to, those guys got to watch out because Phil Mickelson is going to have a new lease on life, getting onto the PGA tour champions. And he's going to be able to uh, tear that thing up. It's, it's going to be a a rejuvenation for him. No doubt. I'm impressed though, that you threw in the diet reference there too. When you talk about having a steady diet of good play, that was, that was nicely done. I saw what you did there, Bob. Yeah. Well done. And, And PGA tour champions, no doubt about it. You heard Mike Weir talk about it last hour. You know, he's looking forward to getting to 50 and you mentioned the, your comment by your dad, you know, where you kick over rock and find money. Well, that was back in the day when these guys, at that age needed to kick over rocks and find money because it was just starting to become lucrative to be a professional golfer. I I use that relative. I mean, your dad had a great career and, 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 and that so forth, but nothing compared to what these guys have today. I mean, Mike Weir, Phil Mickelson, certainly those guys don't need money to go out there. They're, They're not out there trying to earn money to, to survive or support their family, right? They've got generational money already. However, the competitor in them certainly wants to continue to grind and do better and win again and, and try to find an opportunity to get their game back and sort of, I think in Wiersey's case, you know, put a bow on his career. I mean, the guy, guy is the most successful Canadian golfer of all time. First lefty, first Canadian to win the Masters and really had a run there that was impressive. Uh, Hogan's Alley, you know, in L.A. a couple times. So I think for him to be able to come back and have a PGA Tour champions career would be really satisfying for, for his own uh, work and the effort that he's put in his career. But it's different than the kicking over money stuff. Um, that that said, you're right. I mean, Phil is going to be, he'll take the champions tour by storm. Huh? Yeah. The thing about the champions tour is there's no cut. Guys go out, they have a great time. They have fun. They can compete. Um, and in the meantime, they're also making a boatload of money. So the Champions Tour is is a fun tour, and as these guys start to migrate off the PGA Tour, um, the next you know the next generation of players, that kind of thing, then it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Hey, speaking of Phil, what are your expectations then for him this year? It is a Ryder Cup year. I'm sure he would love to be on that team. Do you do you see that at all as a possibility, especially after what we saw in, in his performance in France 
a year ago. Uh, I don't think we're going to see Phil on the Ryder Cup team per se playing golf unless Phil were to go out and play extremely well this year and win a couple tournaments. Um, I think where Phil is going to be best used is probably as a captain's pick. Uh, somebody you mean that can as an assistant captain. Pardon? Not a captain's pick, an assistant captain. That's what I meant. Yeah. As an assistant captain, not a captain's pick. Um, and a, a mentor, so to speak, for the younger guys and the new guys as they come onto the team. Yeah, well, I, th- I mean, he's he's proven that he's really good in the team room. Well, speaking of the Ryder Cup, and I know we're going to talk to Ian Carter a little bit about this coming up next, but where do things stand right now? What, what's the U.S. team looking like? So right now, the top 10 or 12 players, you've got Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson at 1 and 2, Gary Woodland and Tiger Woods at 3 and 4, Xander Shoffley, Webb Simpson at 5 and 6, Matt Kuchar and Tony Finau at 7 and 8. Then the next four, the guys that are on the bubble, Patrick Cantley at nine, Kevin Kissner at ten, Jordan Spieth at eleven, and Jim Furyk at twelve. Interesting. And obviously, so much can happen between now and a year from now. We're talking a year from now. This weekend, we'll be watching Ryder Cup in Wisconsin. Which, by the yep. way, check the forecast because it's going to be could be a little chilly that it way. It could be a little chilly. It's football weather up that time of year. But <laughs> I wonder if the Packers are in town that same weekend. That might be kind of fun. Gets a little yeah, Ryder be, Cup and a be Packers playing, game. Um, They'll be playing Kohler, Wisconsin at the Whistling Straits and the Straits course. So yeah. it's a course that's held three PGA championships, and it will hold a Ryder Cup. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, no doubt about it. All right, hey, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk a little more Ryder Cup and head across the pond. BBC golf correspondent Ian Carter joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. As always, again, the website is realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle, at Real Golf. And, of course, you can find Real Golf Radio on a variety of podcaster sites, however you choose to access the show. Thank you very much for being with us. You know, some of the big topics this entire year have included slow play. The European Tour, as we mentioned last week on the show, finally doing something about it. And we wanted to kind of get a a, sort of a recap or a take on how that first went with their four points that they're really working on to try to eliminate or mitigate slow play out there on the European Tour. So we turned to our good friend who's a BBC golf correspondent and has been on the show many times and just a really um, a pleasure to call him a friend. And that's Ian Carter joining us from across the pond. Ian, how are you? I'm great. Thanks, Brian. Good to, good to hear from both you and Bob. Yeah, good to be with you. And uh, by the way, before we get into all the serious topics, I believe we're one year away from uh, the Ryder Cup 2020. How are you feeling about that? One year, one year away from, well, I mean, uh, the Ryder Cup is this side of the pond, uh, as, as you may 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 be able to remember um yeah no i, I think it's uh, we we can't wait uh, obviously uh europe's women uh, winning the solheim cup last week uh that's um that's that's cheered us up as well so um i think you guys have only got the walker cup at the moment um so, <laughs> so listen i you know home home advantage is always a, a, a massive thing and i think that's the way that uh, that, that the rider cup has has swung in recent times. Uh, obviously, Medina was uh, was an exception there, but um, I, I can't wait. I really can't wait till we get to the whistling straight. Uh, I saw Padraig Harrington last week. He was uh, announcing Robert Carlson as his uh, first vice captain, um, and he seemed in great form. And you know, we're underway with the qualifying process. Last week at, at Wentworth, the BMW PGA Championship was the first European qualifying event. Had a fantastic field. Another very strong field at the Dunhill uh, up in Scotland uh, this week as well. 
So uh, it's it's interesting, actually, guys, the way that the the whole new calendar has has shaken down. And actually, over here in Europe right now, we are reaping the benefits of the the the, the shake up um, because now there is the opportunity for American guys to come over, for American based Europeans to come over. So we have the likes of Rory and Justin Rose and several others playing not only last week at Wentworth but this week in Scotland at St Andrews, Kings Barnes and Carnoustie. Three great golf courses, no doubt about yeah. it. Uh, I, I can't think of, well, I'm sure it's debatable, but I, I, if I had one tournament I could play in Europe, I think that would be the one. I mean, those three golf courses are just spectacular. Well, let's be fair, that's the only one that you'd be able to play in because <laughs> they could invite you as, you know, as part of one of the amateur teams, you know. So, so it's probably Touché. a good choice. Touché. But, but to, to not be facetious, you're absolutely right. My goodness me, well, how great would it be? Uh, I've been angling to get an invitation for years and it's still not come off. But how great would it be to, to spend your time playing those, those golf courses? Although, and this will make you, this will make you jealous, next week I'm playing in a pro-am event in the Highlands of Scotland. Mm. And, and get this, I'm playing at Nairn, which staged uh, the Walker Cup back in the day. The likes of Paul Casey and Luke Donald played in, in that one. Uh, at Castle Stewart, where Phil Mickelson won the Scottish Open, and at Royal Dorner, oh. which is right up in the very north of Scotland. I am jealous. And um, I've got three days of, uh, of, of, of the, the Highland Pro-Am, and I just cannot wait. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. I don't care what the weather's going to be like. It looks like it's going to be quite good, actually, but uh, it, it's just going to be a magnificent uh, um uh, experience. So I'm really looking forward to that next week. I'll be green with envy following you on your Twitter feed. So post <laughs> lots of pictures. Hey, you I'll know, post, you know, I'll Ian, post, I just wanted worry. to throw in there that, you know, we were over for the open championship in 2005 and Brian and I, uh, w- along with my father got the opportunity to play Carnoustie, um, which my dad hadn't played it since 68 mm-hmm. when, when he almost won. And then, uh, we also had the chance to play the old course and Kings Barnes. So we played that three-course road, and it's pretty stellar. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's fantastic. I mean, Kings Barnes is, is just beautiful. Carnoustie, as you know, is just such a, a fantastic test of golf. And and where where else would you want to be other than uh, at St. Andrews um, for, within the, you know, the golfing family? So to, to be able to, to play or watch, and I've covered the Dunhill event many, many times, one of my favorite weeks of the year. I'm a little sorry I'm not there this week, but um, one or two sort of just the, the amazing amount of, of other sport that's going on at the moment that make it uh, possible. But, um, yeah, that must have been a great, great trip for you, for you uh, Bob, especially with your dad. You know, yeah. that, that must have been incredible. Yeah, it was pretty special stuff. Uh, Ian Carter joining us, uh, BBC golf correspondent. So you mentioned the the qualifying process and, the, you know, the winner last week at the BMW was Danny Willett. And I guess that guy's, uh, you know, he's kind of, kind of like a, a cat. You know, he's got some nine lives. You think he's gone, and uh, here he pops back up again and really starting to make that Masters uh, victory, I, I, I guess, not a fluke, if you will. He continues to play some good golf, and and here he has uh, one last week, and that should should look uh, nicely for him for the Ryder Cup as well. Talk about the journey that Danny Willett has had over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. The sort of nine lives, and and I think what gets lost in the memory is that 
yeah, it was a bit of a surprise that he won the Masters, but he was he was climbing the world rankings at a rapid rate at the time that he did win. The big shock was that that Jordan Spieth couldn't get the job done, having looked so imperious at Augusta throughout his career, and of course had the blow up on the twelfth. But that should take nothing away from Willett's achievement in winning the Masters and the way he finished it off, getting up and down at seventeen, birdieing sixteen and getting the job done in the way that he did, at the time, you know, felt absolutely right and, and proper. And he, he, he was playing fantastic golf at that stage, very nearly won at Doral earlier in the year, um, and, and looked great. Then, of course, he picked up some, some niggly injuries that impacted on his swing. He got to, to Hazeltine for his Ryder Cup debut, and his brother, who is a very funny writer, um, chose that moment to publish an article in which he was really way out of order in, in the way that he described American golf fans. It's the last thing that, that Danny needed, that Europe needed. It really unsettled the European effort at that, that um, Ryder Cup. And it was the first time that really anything had gone wrong in, in Danny's career. And it knocked him for six. He lost all three matches at Hazeltine. His form plummeted. His fitness plummeted. He split with his coach, Pete Cowan. Took up with, with Sean Foley. And it's been a long way back from that, that point in 2016 when things suddenly started to go uh, wrong. But he, he got back on track. And you know, at the end of last year, he won a big title, the DP World Tour Championship, uh, at the end of the race to Dubai. And that told us that he was back. This year moved to the United States, moved his family over there. took a while to settle one way and another, and I think that impacted on his golf. Bit by bit, it's got better as the year has gone on. Reasonable summer, and then he showed us why he's such a, a great talent. To finish 20 under par on that Wentworth golf course when they were using the sub-air to make the greens as firm as they possibly could was remarkable scoring. He held off John Rahm. He reminded us that he's a world-class talent. The one thing I'd say is that we, we have a, a BBC Golf podcast, The Cut, um, and we, we did a, an edition just before um, the Wentworth tournament, and Andrew Cotter and, and myself, we picked what we thought our teams would be at the end of the qualifying process, and neither of us had Danny Willett in the team. There you go. And, of course, he comes up with that performance, and I find that I'm writing a blog on on Monday morning for the BBC Sport website saying, well, Danny Willett, you know, he's already taken a step towards returning to what would be a, a redemptive Ryder Cup for him in many respects, you know, to go back to America four years on and try and right the wrongs of Hazeltine would be an amazing story. No doubt about it. Ian Carter joining us here on Real Golf Radio, BBC golf correspondent. All right, in the time that we have left, I do have to ask you about the slow play initiatives mm. in the European Tour, a four-prong process, if you will, that, that they are taking. You know, at least, here's what we talked about on our show, at least the European Tour has laid out a plan and they're working to execute it. Uh, you know, reading um, some of the comments from some of the European tour players. Uh, I, I, I guess I'm not sure if, if uh, it, it was working, but what, what, is your, what is your take, and do you think that this actually might work? I, I think it's got a chance. I think it's, it, 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 what it has to do is, is shift the culture in the game. Um, you know, I was at the Solheim Cup, and those four-ball matches were taking six hours in the afternoon. And that, even in difficult conditions, that can't be 
allowed. It can't be good for the game. It's, it, it just ruins it as a spectacle. And, and the, the European Tour undoubtedly recognise that. That's why they brought in this four-point plan, which in essence will uh, her- herald the arrival of penalty shots for slow play much more quickly. I mean, that's the way we can, we can really you know, d- distill it down. Um, it, it's still to be implemented. It will start at, at the start of the new season in, in full. But what we had at Wentworth last week was, was uh, one aspect of it, which is sort of digital readouts on, I think it was four T's there, which were to, to show the players whether they were keeping up with the group in front. Now, why you need a readout to do that, uh, surely you can see whether you're up with the group in front. Uh, that's a separate issue. What what is what is key is that we do have at least one tour here that is saying it is no longer acceptable to play slowly. And and if that message can percolate down, and there are influential voices, the likes of Rory McIlroy, who will enjoy this this kind of initiative in Europe, and is an influential voice in the states as well. And I think that it's it's down to the likes of him and Brooks Kepka to yeah. really get the ball moving on the PGA Tour as well. So that all of a sudden golf is saying, look, we cannot play slowly. We cannot have this sort of painstaking approach to the game that we see from certain players. Uh, that's no good to anyone. And so it has to be stamped out at every level of the game. And if this is the first step towards that, then, then brilliant. Um, and I do hope that you know, the rest of the game gets on board with it. What's their policy right now as far as uh, assessing shots and what's the new policy that uh, that will go into force? Well, um, as, as it stands at the moment, they, they, um, they, the word is monitor. So they monitor people and uh, you have 50 seconds for the first shot, 40 seconds for uh, the second, uh, you know, if you're second in, in the group to, to play your shot. So, the onus is there to, to be ready, and those who get bad times uh, are then uh, they're they're outed if you like. Uh, the, their names go up on the notice board. There are fines, uh, and then there is the the, the standard um, sort of protocols in place that could ultimately lead to I can't remember how many it is two or three bad times, and so all of a sudden you are going to to get a, a, a shot penalty. Where it's going to change is, again, the, the timings are the same, 50 seconds and 40 seconds. But players will be targeted. Known slow players will be targeted. Um, and as soon as you're out of position, you're, you're, you're on the clock, you will be uh, timed, and you, you can have one bad time, but that second bad time is an instant one-shot penalty. Now, that's undoubtedly going to, to get the, the attention of the players. Other aspects to it, uh, a, a greater rollout of the, the digital technology, which will tell players if they're falling behind, uh, and, and that sort of thing. So it's a it's an all-encompassing um, plan that has been drawn up at the the request of the the players committee. So it's coming from the players. It's been ratified by uh, the board, and and they were at pains because it was this was unveiled just at the time when there was so much controversy around Bryson DeChambeau and the amount of time that he was taking. And they were at pains to say, look, this is not a response to Bryson DeChambeau. This has been in the pipeline for quite some time. 
Well, it's uh, need, something needs to happen. You're exactly right, and, and uh, that's, that's well said. Ian, thank you so much for spending some time. Enjoy your week next week in the Highlands of Scotland. I'm very, very jealous. I hope to make that trip one day. That sounds fantastic. Well, I'll tell you all about it next time I see you boys, and, and you, you look out for those pictures because I'm going to be posting. All right, that sounds good. I like it. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Cheers, guys. There Bye-bye. you go. Cheers. Ian Carter, BBC golf correspondent, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. Show continues next. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. uh, Something is getting closer. Holy. And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway's now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. 
you know, one of the things that we've done from time to time is, uh, thanks to our good friends at Callaway Golf, we have a chance to visit with some of their master staffers from throughout the country and get a little bit more information on them and what they do and their part in the game of golf, which is fantastic. We spend so much time talking about tour players and what goes on on the PGA Tour, but there is a, that's, of course, just a small part of the game of golf. And so uh, joining us right now for our Callaway uh, pro spotlight is a uh, Virgil Herring. He's a master staffer, of course, for Callaway. He's a golf channel instructor. You may have seen him there as well. He's also the director of golf at Ensworth School there in Nashville, Tennessee. And he's kind enough to spend a couple of minutes with us here on Real Golf Radio. Virgil, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah, good to visit with you. And, uh, you know, it's when you, I, I know you've spent some time on Golf Channel. I'm sure you do some radio shows and things like that. What, what is your, just kind of give us your, your introduction to how you got into the game of golf and, and, and what you love about uh, your job and your opportunity to teach? Well, I got into golf because I tore my rotator cuff as a pitcher. I had been basically a baseball player all of my youth and I told my rotator cuff and I couldn't play baseball. So it, it was a summer situation and I was watching my neighbor hit plastic golf balls around his yard from one tree to a wash line pole when he was making a golf course up and I was just interested in what he was doing. So I started playing, uh, playing golf then. I was 13 and, uh, I fell in love with the game. I fell in love with the fact that, uh, you know, I, I control my own destiny, uh, the integrity and the, the honesty and, the things that go into golf were essential to anything that we do in life. And I love that we could use a sport to help us train better for the life that came about. And then I got very fortunate. Uh, you know, I was walking down the hallway one day and my high school golf coach said, Hey, can you believe it? you can major in golf? And huh. I went to Mississippi state and became a golf professional that in that route. And <clears throat> I've probably, I've been teaching golf since probably before I graduated. I was very fortunate to have worked with Brant Snedeker for eight years, and that kind of set me up for other great success for tour players. And once I started having kids, I, ch- I stopped chasing the tour and kind of fell in love with just helping kids achieve their college dreams. If I end up teaching a tour player, that's great, but I don't really chase it. And now I'm, I'm uh, the, the golf coach and director of golf at really one of the most incredible uh, schools in the country, the Ensworth School. We have this um, – um, million dollar state-of-the-art indoor facility indoor short game area three-track man gears golf we got it all so uh, i'm very fortunate to uh, help kids achieve their dreams which is the ultimate um, in all jobs that's all that's awesome um especially working with kids and and that kind of thing you mentioned that you worked with some tour players and some web.com tour players and that kind of thing what's your um philosophies what as far as instruction and how you teach kids especially um young kids uh, as they start the game of golf well one of the first things that i do is i try them to get them to swing in front of me as fast as they possibly can and i want to know where that speed goes does that speed go left does it, does it go right does it go more down than it should or more up than it should and then i try to build their golf swing around what they do well so i'm not a method teacher at all although that, i guess you call that my method which is I harness the speed and direct it toward the target. And I'm, a, I'm more of a path guy first because I believe that if an athlete is swinging in the direction they're looking, they'll square the face pretty quick. And I'm, I'm a huge decade follower. I'm Scott Paul, that's a good buddy of mine. So I teach the strategy based around the highest percentage play until we don't have a choice on what we're going to do. I teach speed 
And I'm a big believer in, you know, deliberate practice and the, the keys to working the scoring elements in a proper way. And what I mean by proper is our, keeping our expectations grounded in facts, not dreams. Uh, when it comes to how close we're supposed to hit a shot from 100 yards from the fairway, how many how many 12 foot putts we're supposed to make, keeping those things uh, well documented and framed properly so that the kid can progress in a realistic manner, uh, but feel like they're making progress maybe one step ahead of that curve. Virgil Herring is our guest here on Real Golf Radio. I love that, and I watched one of your videos, and I actually took it out on the range. You got remember you were you were talking about you should turn your lower body as far as it'll go on the, on the backswing. And then, you know, and you talk about that power and how it rotates through and, and uh, you, you did it so effortlessly. <laughs> and I should have put a video camera on me trying to do it out there because when you think about it, it's different than when you're just doing it. But um, uh, first, first of all, I've realized that I've gotten older, uh, Virgil, and, and I don't turn as much <laughs> as I should. But it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool when I could allow my arms to just relax and turn through and not try to go too hard with the arms uh, on that transition. It was, it was fun to try that drill of just seeing how far I can turn my lower body in the takeaway and, and uh, and still get get back through to the target. Well, I think it's probably the most errored part of the golf swing is the pivot. And the second, probably the second most because of a poor pivot is most people are over the top. So I, I would tell you that it's not my idea. I just took, I took what Jim Hardy teaches and put it into my terminology and framed it in how I'd like to deliver my messages. And that's where it comes from. Uh, and I just believe that if I can get people to pivot correctly, in the backswing, it's much harder to mess up from there. But it's, it's probably the most missed fundamental in the game, in my opinion. Mm. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's been a lot of interesting swings in the game of golf. You know, you think about um, like guys like Jim Furyk and and some of the guys that you know the old school guys in my dad's era, Billy Casper. Um, uh, there's a lot of interesting swings that are coming along in the game of golf, like, uh, like Wolf and, um, Victor Hovland and some of the other guys, your thoughts about their swings and, and how they relate to, um, being able to score and play out on tour. Well, I hope that, that what you would see there is exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to why I teach the way I teach, which is if Matt Wolf came to see me, I wouldn't touch his back swing unless that swing was creating speed that was going too far right or too far left as it pertains to the target line. And I think what's TrackMan and, and the and the like has allowed us to do is to not, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you could go to the driving range and everybody's swing was exactly the same. Yeah. It was on plane, club in front, you know, on, on plane top, sliding on the way down. But what happened was is that if they got good enough to do that, which was fine, they also invited the two-way miss because they spent all their time hitting straight balls. So when they got nervous, they weren't quite sure if they were going to hit a little tug or a little block. But if you have a, if you don't mess with the natural motion, you'll have a trend. I'm a left trend or a right trend. That means I either a drawer or a fader of the golf ball. And then you can start to really tear apart golf courses mathematically by knowing where you can and can't hit driver, how are you going to play it from here, where's below the hole, and you can strategize off of what you know is your repeatable miss. And most people miss that. They chase perfect, and then all of a sudden they actually, when it's only when it's good is it perfect, because when it's not good, they can't tell if it's going to go left or right, and that's one of the things that I've, I got rid of in my arsenal early in my career. 
I love that so much. There's so much yeah. about that that I just can really, really appreciate. And and it, it, you're right. So many of us are chasing perfect. And for for why? I mean, how many perfect shots? You know, there's all the quotes from Hogan and you know Jones and down the line. You know, about how many perfect shots you hit in a round? But you just don't hit that many. So I love the fact that you take what it is and you play your strength. And and that's how you figure it out. Not try to do something that you're not really capable of doing. Yeah, man, I just think that most people, excuse me, most people, they chase what it takes to be a great player. The work ethic and the desire to be great is not what it takes to keep you there. So once you have the skill set to produce enough speed to hit the ball far enough to compete, you almost no longer do that. Now you're focusing on repeatability of your predictability. And if you can figure that piece out, learning how to play the game is much easier. But if you're working on perfect and knowing full well that you're hardly ever going to be in the zone, um, then you don't really know what you're going to do because you're okay to it straight, but that's the hardest shot in the world to hit. And that's what I, I just think that if people got into less about what looks like perfect on TV or what a perfect golf shot looks like versus a perfect golf shot is just one that you predicted well. That's the perfect golf shot, and that's the most important piece for me. That's my takeaway right there. Virgil Herring joining us here on Real Golf Radio. He's a master staffer for Callaway's Golf Channel instructor. He's director of golf at, at Ensworth School in Nashville, which, by the way, sounds incredible. I would love to come out and see that sometime, uh, that facility. How, how great of an opportunity is that for young people to have uh, a, a, the opportunity to train and learn and, and, and experience and grow their game in, in that type of facility? I mean, I think that just shows a long ways. Uh, when you were a kid, again, I love your story. You wanted to be a pitcher. It didn't work out. You know, rotate cuff and you went to golf I, I think you're starting to see a trend however with some of our young people today call it the tiger factor just call it evolution of the game or what have you but a lot of the younger people are picking it up they're choosing golf over some of the other sports even if they're athletically um blessed enough to to play other sports so i, I think you you start to see that tony Finau, who's a, a local kid from our area is a good example of that well he's hardly a kid anymore he just turned 30 but we watched him grow up so still you still think of him that way but the point being is it, it's it's neat to see, and I would love to to learn more about what you're doing there in, in Nashville. That's cool. Well, I'm I'm very grateful to be on the show, and uh, you know it's 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 important to me to pass on the message of, of what I'm doing. I have my own radio show, which is talking golf, and I have my own podcast, which is called On the Verge. So I try to get my message out in a variety of ways. I don't necessarily always believe in technique is the answer. I think it all starts in the mind. So I'm a big believer in the mental coaching, focus band, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the game has, has taught me so much, and I just try to pass on the beautiful lessons of life while getting a chance to play a game that I love to do. Well, Virgil, thank you very much for spending some time. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, it's been, you know, very valuable for me. I know I'm sure Bob as well and our yeah. listeners. So thanks for your time. And uh, again, check out Virgil. Virgil Tour Spin is his Twitter handle. VirgilHerring.com is the website. And uh, I'll look for your podcast as well. That sounds fantastic. Something I would want to subscribe to. Virgil, thanks, man. Thank you very much. There you go. Virgil Herring joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. More of the show coming up next. (laughs) 
Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces, and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, a special thanks to all those who joined us this week on the show. The Caddy, Mike Weir in hour number one, Ian Carter from the BBC, and you just heard from Virgil Herring there as well with some crates, just some gold. Uh, loved what he had to say, and we really appreciate all those who tuned in. Again, if you missed any part of the show or you want to catch it, you can get a podcast it, you can download it, and listen whenever you'd like. It's also easy just to follow us on Twitter, at Real Golf. Give us a follow there. Let us know what you think. Join the conversation and listen anytime you'd like. At Real Golf is our Twitter handle. You know, as, again, I mentioned, checking the forecast in Wisconsin. A year from now, we're going to be playing Ryder Cup. <laughs> 60 degrees and rain on two of the three days of the weekend. It's going to be a home game, Bob, for those Europeans. They're going to feel right at home. It's going to be chilly, rainy, and by the way, don't I remember 
a European Ryder Cup or winning the PGA Championship at Whistling Straits? One E. Yeah. Martin Keimer, maybe? Yeah, Martin Keimer won it in a playoff against Bubba Watson in 2010. Jason Day won in 2015. And BJ Singh won it in a playoff against Chris DeMarco in 2004. So we've had some U.S. guys there, and they've been close to being able to win the PGA Championship there, but they've just lost out in the playoff. So you're saying we've been runner-up, and Americans have been runner-up at <laughs> so Whistling you're Straits. there's a chance. I don't know, Bob. Look, we, we, we got just a few, a few seconds left in the show, but when I'm sitting a year later, I don't exactly have a ton of confidence thinking about a year from now going into the Ryder Cup, and yet I have 100% confidence going into the President's Cup. It's just sort of an interesting dichotomy there, but... Man, what I saw in France, and I, I think these guys are poised to win a, a road game. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough going uh, for the Americans next next year. I, you have to look at yourselves as the underdog if you're Team USA. Well, I think that's what you, you the U.S. team wants to be able to say is look at themselves as an underdog. But you know what the the Europeans have a way of every single year saying, "Look on paper, yeah, you're a much better team than we are. We're the underdogs." So they're going to play that card, and they're going to continue to play that card, and hopefully the European or the U.S. team can turn it around this year. As Ian Carter said, the Ryder Cup currently resides on the other side of the pond. Well, speaking of golf on the other side of the pond, all the way through to Indianapolis and on to Pebble Beach and Napa, California. Great weekend. Hope you enjoy it. For our producer Dave Glauser and Bob Casper, I'm Brian Taylor. As always, thanks for listening to Real Golf Radio. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.